You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenn DeGeek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for February 20th, episode 3122, brought to you today by the World Equestrian Center. Good morning, Horse World. You have found Horses in the Morning on a Monday. You're in for an amazing horsey week of laughter, learning, and fun with Glenn and Jamie. Hey, I like that. People are going, yeah, in the background. <laughs> so, Jamie, it, yes. you know how we? it looks like sometimes we plan things and makes us look wonderful, like we actually have forethought and uh, a, a long-term plan in life? We do that? No, no, okay. we don't. But okay. it looks like that sometimes. Sometimes, and, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Like, in Miracles really bad happen. ads, there's always a theme. You know, mm-hmm. and we don't plan that. We just put up the ads, people. But it ends up there's always a theme. Like last right. week was stallions, you know. So, well, today we're going to continue our unintentional, unplanned, badass horsewomen of 2023 theme. Okay. Because it does seem like we've had a lot on this year. And we're going to continue that. Have you ever watched American Ninja Warrior? Yeah. Yes, I have. It's like they go through the gauntlet almost. Yes. Exactly. And, you know, Jennifer and I watched it for years and, you know, we catch it every time it's on and we kind of just sit. It's one of those shows that you can sit and watch without with just that without having to get no really stress. invested. No stress. You just watch other people kill themselves. <laughs> so uh, that's American Ninja Warrior. Well, if I was to say there's an equestrian coming up on American Ninja Warrior, what discipline would you say they came from? Oh, so a... a- Rider is going to be mm-hmm. on Ninja Warrior, and you would like me to guess what discipline mm-hmm. they ride. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm sorry, adventures are the toughest. So that's just the way it is. <laughs> I would have guessed adventures or rodeo, right? Uh, one of those two is what I would have guessed. But no, Adrian is a dressage rider. What? I was going to say polo next. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, she's a dressage rider. I know, that surprised me too. Uh, She actually did American Ninja Warrior in 2017 and is now going for her second time. So we're going to talk to her. And also Deanne from Horse Nation is returning as a regular guest in 2023 uh, and Equestrian First World Problems. Plus, in the Auditor Post Show, we're going to write a rom-com about Jamie. Oh, God. Yes, we are. She doesn't know about that yet, but we are. What? Yes. So I went down a rabbit hole this morning. Uh, I saw this article about uh, Delaware Valley University and how they have a full watch camera in their barns. And they just had a baby, apparently, yesterday. And we haven't talked about uh, live animal cams in a long time. So I looked it up and I started going down this rabbit hole and discovered some animal cams that I think our listeners might be interested in. And I'll post the links in the show notes so you can go just click on them. So Delaware Valley University has this full watcher camera and they apparently full a lot of horses there. And it's actually tied into Penn, uh, penhorseracing.com. They have it on their website. So if you want to see babies being born, Go there. 
And then Country Life Folding Cameras is a YouTube channel that must have 50 different folding cameras from barns all over the place. And they have a live stream all the time of like a whole bunch of them. And then when some something starts to happen, they go to that one specifically. I don't know who came up with that idea, but they get a lot of views. So I'll post a link to that too. It's Country Didn't Life. Didn't we used to talk about the a, a place that had a lot of folding camps, but it was like people tied in all over the country? Yes. What was that called? It was a app. Might still be out there. I don't remember what it's called. So Country Life Folding Cameras on YouTube. If you really want to see a whole bunch of pregnant mares waiting around to have a baby, that's where you go. If you want to see minis having babies, then the, the Mystic Rock Minis have live cameras. If Or if you just want to watch the minis in general in the stall, you can do that too. And then I went down a deeper rabbit hole and discovered Explore.org. Have you ever heard of that? No. They have tons of live cameras of all kinds of animals around the world, from eagles to lions to waterfalls to just all kinds of stuff, all kinds of live cameras at watering holes in Africa. It's really cool. This is a cool website called explore.org. If you want to waste a couple of hours just watching animals do their thing in the wild, I do. explore.org is your place. <laughs> they have, I do. They must really, have hundreds really of live do. cams. Uh, I was watching the eagles this morning in their nest playing around, and then I was watching some deer-like critters in Africa drinking at the waterhole, and I was so expecting to see like a lion come out and eat them. An alligator yeah, pop exactly. out of the water. <laughs> I'm sure you get some of that, but I didn't see any. It was very calm this morning. I like so. that you're like some deer-like creatures. Well, yeah, Africa has a lot of deer-like creatures that aren't really deer. So, um, But anyway, I will post links to all of those. Uh, you can Tropical you can, fish live webcam? Yes, yes. Bats? <laughs> the tropical this fish one would be a good uh, backdrop on your, you know, on your, I don't know, your TV would be a good one. Yeah, they have bats. I didn't spend a lot of time on the bat cam. All right, let's do some Daily Winnies. We have two auditors with birthdays today, Samantha Reeves and Geraldine Gibson. Happy birthday to both of you. Also, we got some new auditors last week, Connor Joseph and Kara Lamb. Welcome to both of you. And actually, Connor signed up and then increased his pledge in the same week. So he gets double bonus. Double recognition. Yeah, good job, Connor. Uh, Thank you so much for your support, guys. We really appreciate it. And uh, we've been getting new auditors every week, and we love that. If you want to become an auditor, you can go to horseradionetwork.com, click on the auditor banner, and for as little as $3 a month, you can join the party. Connor and Kara, if you haven't joined the HRN Auditors Room yet, you can do that. Just search for HRN Auditors on Facebook. And it is your turn. So I kept getting these notifications about this Mardi Gras parade in Norman, Oklahoma. What? And I was like, there's a Mardi Gras parade here in Norman? There cannot be a Mardi Gras parade in Norman. The streets, the the local police sent out a notification that Main Street and all these streets surrounding this area would be closed from 7 to 9 on Saturday night. Well, this I have got to see. So... (laughs) Ginger, who lives in the house here, and her daughter is Lucas's age. I hire a babysitter. 
Because I'm not taking children to a Mardi Gras parade. Who would do that? Yeah, because not a lot of people dressed at a Mardi Gras parade. Mardi Gras parades, for those who don't know, that they, you see a lot of boobs. Yeah, a lot of you lack see of a lot clothing of boobs, and a lot, lot of, of alcohol. <laughs> all that, a lot of drinking, all the crazy. It's just usually crazy. So I decide, I'm like, I'm getting a babysitter and we're going. Because it's like <laughs> 10 minutes down to the, you know, 20 minutes downtown. So let's go. So we'll get the babysitter. Ginger and I hop in the truck. And we, they said the streets were going to be blocked off from seven to nine. So we ended up leaving about 10 to seven and got there at about 10 after seven parked. And we walk out and there's a bunch of cars. You can see a lot of flashing lights. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be so cool. And it was cold. So I was like, you know, Chad was like, you're going to do the thing. And I'm like, too old and too cold. Like, nope, (laughs) I don't need beads that bad. (laughs) So, but anyway, it would be fun to go watch. So we park and we walk over and we're walking up again. This is like seven, maybe seven twelve PM. And we walk up to the street and we see like kind of in the distance, like a hundred yards away, like a, a car going down the street with people standing, you know, around it. So, okay. So we kind of hustle up. That was the end of the parade. <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> the Norman Mardi Gras parade consisted of a car in the front, about four people walking in the back, handing out beads to all the children that were lining the street, families and their dogs, people. Again, there was at least, oh my God, there was at least 40 people attending this parade. <laughs> And there was at least 12 people in the parade. (laughs) So I pay a babysitter and I've got her for three hours. And I'm like, we're going to go to the parade. And I get down there and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not at all what I was thinking at all for a Mardi Gras parade. So we're up. (laughs) We went to a bar. Of course. What else are we going to do? Um, but yeah, I was like so excited to like go experience Mardi Gras in Oklahoma. Like who does that? Mm, nobody, nobody. Nobody apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but there was one lady. That, I'm telling you, there was nobody here. Okay. There's nobody. And there's one lady that is standing like the float was like at the back of a Tacoma. Okay. And there was like. <laughs> three or four people standing on it and they were all dressed up in Mardi Gras. They were like the only people dressed up. And she had like these big, um, she had like a shirt on, but it was these giant tatas, like, you know, plush on top of her thing. And so I walked up to her because there's nobody there. And I was like, Hey, while they're driving down the road, I'm like, can we get a selfie? Sure. So I took a selfie with the one individual who was participating, and I will send it to you, and you can okay, use it. Okay, we'll use that in the show notes. The show notes photo. Um, yeah. Like, when do you ever in a Mardi Gras parade? Why? Hey, can you get a picture while you're driving down the road and nobody's here? So I ended up with a lot of beads, and I didn't even have to show my boobs. It was amazing. <laughs> That's funny. That's what I, mean, I would have predicted so from an Oklahoma Mardi Gras down... parade, though. I'd say what? <laughs> That's what I would have predicted from an Oklahoma Mardi Gras parade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there was like, you know, I mean, this is, and, and again, notifications from the police department, like we're going to be shutting down the streets from seven to nine. Just make sure. I even talked to Farm Boy. I was like, Farm Boy, did you hear there's a Mardi Gras parade? And he was like, yeah. And I go, are you going to go? And he's like, 
No. <laughs> oh. Okay, That'd be like well, having a Mardi Gras parade in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was uh, not that impressive. Not that exciting. But I did get some beads. There were so many people were throwing out beads and there's nobody there. So we were like picking beads up off the street. <laughs> They were just so happy somebody go. was picking them up. To the ghost of the person that's not here. That's funny. It's ridiculous. So I'll be going next year, obviously. Mm, yeah, obviously. I think I'm just going to join in. I think you need to. I think they need somebody to join in. Yay, everybody. You need to add horses to the parade. There you I go. I know, right? I'll just bring, bring a yeah. couple of wild them down in beads and go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. That was my big wild party on Saturday night hiring. And dude, the dang babysitter cost me more than the entire night out was entertain like an entertainment. What I was are like, babysitters oh. going for nowadays, by the way. You know, bless her. This is a little girl that keeps her horse here. Uh, um and so I, I get She's like, yeah, I'll come. And then she was like, no, you don't have to pay me. And I was like, um, I'm gonna pay you. So next time you'll come back when I call you. So I gave her 10 bucks an hour to like. Is that, is that going right now? I don't know. Probably it's probably low live. compared yeah. to like what children get now. But she's 14. And I was like, she was like, I don't need any money. I just like hanging out here. I was like, no, no, no. I'm giving you money to make sure that next time I call you, <laughs> right. you will come back. Depends how Lucas was that day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I came home. They're all playing. They were like, oh, I'm good. yeah, because I went to a Mardi Gras parade and I was home at nine. <laughs> Hey, we're going to get to a question first world problems. Uh, actually, right now, do you want to do something? We're going to switch it up today, and we're going to t- take things out of order. All right, cool. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. Uh, yeah, Living so, on the edge today. I mean, you know, I got crazy over the weekend. Watch <laughs> out. Um, remember, these are... A- Problems like real life problems that our listeners have. And um, I put up a post in the auditor Facebook page and just say, what are your current equestrian first world problems? And yes, there's always a mix of real problems, but also a mix of equestrian first world problem. Because if you have an equestrian problem, it is a first world problem. And uh, if you want to participate in this, you have to become an auditor. And Glenn, how do they do that? Just go to horseradionetwork.com and click on the auditor banner on the right side of the page. And then you can ask to you can do all that, and then you can ask to join and be a part of this. Um, Allison said, my brand new custom saddle is so pretty that I just don't want to leave it in my unheated tack room. So I have to schlep it down to the barn every time I want to ride and get this. My $300 stirrups hit my shins when I walk. Oh my God! They make stirrups that are three hundred dollars. Um. Yeah. Dumb. You can. I, I. Yeah. I just tried out a saddle that had the most beautiful stirrups ever, and I was like, I want these. And she was like, Okay, well, we can add this to the price. And I'm like, How much are they? And she's like, Four hundred. And I was like, Never For mind. Stirrups. Yeah, they were really cool. <laughs> <laughs> they better be. <laughs> okay, that's um, a horse husband's nightmare right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but there's things we don't tell you guys, okay, oh God, to keep things happy. Stirrups. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Rachel says, I attempted to buy a Western horse, but my Western horse did not seem to get the memo and is maturing into what looks like a very lovely hunter type. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how they do that. (laughs) Problem with buying babies, you never know what you're going to get. Lizzie Kelly said there was a 50% off tax sale this weekend. 
but I didn't need any tack. But I went anyway because it's to support a therapeutic writing center. And then when I got there, it's like everything was free. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how much you've cost people over the years with that line. Look, I haven't cost anybody anything. If anything, I have taught people to buy on sale, to buy on clearance. Do you want to hear a story? You're helping people. You are so helpful. My grandmother worked at Riches. She was. Have I told you the story? No. Okay, so my grandmother worked at Riches. What's Riches? And Riches was a department store. Okay. Like Riches, it's like a big department store. It's not not a department store anymore. Anyway, she worked there forever. And we would go when they would have sales. And so back to school was sales. And my grandma knew how to shop. Okay, and her life was... Quote, never pay retail. Okay, never pay retail. So as a child, we would go shopping. And somehow my mom says they didn't tell me this, that I just assumed it. But I'm pretty sure they told me this. We would be walking around the store and I would see a shirt. I was, oh, this is so cool. And I would look above the rack and there was no sign above the rack that said 25% off or whatever it said. And so I thought it wasn't for sale. So I would go to the store and be like, I love this shirt. Oh, man, it's not for sale. Because <laughs> there's no sale sign above it. Because there is no sale sign above it. So that has carried me into my adult life. <laughs> Never pay retail. And if it's not on sale, it's not for sale. Again, my mom still argued she never told me that, but it was a pleasant addition to me as a child. Oh, sorry, it's not for sale. Look, there's no sign above it. Yeah, they just house these things here. <laughs> um, Zoe says, I keep my horse at a ridiculously nice show barn with two indoors heated wash dolls, the works. And I feel like it's such a waste because I mostly just walk and trot my greenie around and I don't do anything impressive. <laughs> <laughs> you will, girl. You'll get there. Enjoy those indoor arenas. We all hate you for having two of them. <clears throat> Laura says, I. <laughs> You're going to love this. I have to buy a new helmet because I left a couple horses out in our indoor arena for a couple hours. And when I went back out, one of the geldings had drug my helmet into the arena and peed in it. Oh. <laughs> yep, new helmet time. <laughs> yeah, you can't wash that out. You can't clean that. At first, I was going to say, just put it in the dishwasher, but don't do that. No, 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 no. you're done. You're done. (laughs) I hope it was a cheap one. (laughs) I was going to be like, why does my fork? That's a first on this show in all these years. (laughs) Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Nan says, I have so many horses and so little time. Yeah. Short and sweet, baby. We got you. (laughs) Nicole says, I got accepted to this fancy statewide professional engineering program but the first meeting is like right after my beach vacation so i'm not gonna see my horse for like a whole week <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of a question first world problems we're looking for in this that's show. what i'm talking yeah, about right, right there you understood the assignment mary said i have two saddles i should sell because they don't fit either one of my horses but <laughs> there's like so many memories attached to them like is butt memory a thing <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, I'm not touching that one. Go on. <laughs> Don't touch it. No, I'm letting that one go. Diane says, I have to work overtime to show. have... It's not the post show. It's not the post show. It's, it's not, not the post, post show. show. <laughs> Diane says, I have to work overtime to have enough money for my wedding. Congratulations. And for getting us moved to my new farm. But that takes away from the time I get to spend with the ponies because I'm getting everything ready for them. Oh, you're doing a wedding and a new farm. You don't have time for ponies anyway. You yeah, don't you have time to breathe. <laughs> yeah. To breathe. Kathleen says, I cleaned a lot of harnesses for a clinic on Saturday, and it's all been sitting in the sunroom, which was warm yesterday. And the horse smell just about knocked my mother over when she walked in. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how we become nose blind? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor says, I just bought two new fancy saddle pads, but it's been raining so much that I haven't got a chance to show them off. I it's gotta, not real if you don't have pictures. I got to tell you, though, since we've been boarding, I noticed the smell more. When we used to have the horses at home all the time, I noticed it a lot less. Interesting. Yeah, because you're away from it. You're not there <clears throat> all the time. Gwen says, I'm picking up a new horse on Friday. Yay. But he's brown and a white paint, and my other horse is black. And he's also shorter and thicker. And, like, nothing is going to fit him. And none of my colors are going to look good on him. And I need to go shopping, but I'm too poor because I just bought a second horse. <laughs> um, Lisa says, I'm trying to book Olympic tickets for Paris, but I can't book all the equestrian tickets in one pack. And they're forcing me to see things like football when I can't book all stages of eventing. Yeah, that's weird how they do that. The oh, they Olympics. just want you to yeah, see a little bit of everything. It's very weird how they do it. They do it. I'm sorry. Are you complaining about going, going to, to Paris, Paris for the Olympics? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Y'all really you understood You know, that's one thing, thing I've never done is going to the Olympics for anything. I went to in Atlanta. Yeah, you, you did, right? It was yes. close. I Maybe went we'll to Maybe we'll go in uh, L.A. and we'll get press passes in L.A. I was like, you know what I want to do? I want to go watch water polo. And so I did. <laughs> <laughs> and how was that? Was that exciting? Uh, it was, I mean, if I understood any of it, it might have been interesting. <laughs> you only see the tops, right? I mean, you, it's kind of hard to watch. Uh, you know what? I was sitting there. I was like, if only they had like an underwater camp. That's, <laughs> That's what right. I want. That's right. You're only seeing half the action. Jillian Although it said, is amazing how they can swim for that long. Yeah, I watched all of the things. Like, I was like, I don't know. I want to see a little bit of everything. Uh, Jillian said, I had a beautiful ride on an unseasonably warm day, but we had to keep slowing down for all the hikers on the trail. <laughs> I would just imagine her getting out there and just, like, rocking it. Just hey, I got a else. question, speaking of trail rides. So uh, over near our barn where we're currently at, it's near the the trail system and the forest land. And they did one of the controlled burns right behind our barn. So, and you know what? They burn off the underbrush. If anybody out there is part of the forest service and knows the answer to this, I want to know how, how do they, when they do those burns, how do they not burn all the trees down? How do they control it? So it doesn't just, you know, when there's a normal forest fire burns all the trees down, how does a control burn not burn all the trees down? Science, Glenn. I just want to know. Tell me how that works and how you're not burning down every house around and all that stuff. Just tell me how controlled burns work. That's what I want to know. Email Glenn at Horse Radio right, Network. Just one? Yeah. No, I got a couple more. Uh, Megan says, I finally got an Apple Watch and I replaced the band because it looked like it could easily come off when um, working with horses, but I don't like it. <laughs> Well, there, there. <laughs> oh god that's great uh the last one kim kim says i was going to audit a clinic and i wanted to give my horse an extra flick of hay before i left 
And when I got out of my car at the clinic, I realized there were now bits of alfalfa flakes ground into the seat of my car. My new car. My new car with white leather seats. What horse person gets white leather seats? She's a dressage rider, so... Okay, there you go. Exactly. Enough said. (laughs) White leather seats? Who does that? Well, apparently... You need covers on those seats. (laughs) (laughs) You don't get to enjoy your white leather seats, No, you need covers. We even cover our cloth seats. I'd be like, let's get some tiger stripe plush covers. I never heard about that for a horse. There you go. That's it. Mm. That was Kim that did that? That was Kim. Mm, okay. She's never allowed to come on a horse lover's cruise again. She's too bougie for us. <laughs> She's so bougie. <laughs> hey, the World Equestrian Center. I got something that's coming up that I wanted to announce. We're going to have a meetup for listeners of Horse Radio Network. The All for the Horses Expo is coming up March 3rd through the 5th at the World Equestrian Center, featuring a carefully curated collection of equestrian and lifestyle vendors selling items from tractors, jewelry, home furnishings, apparel, equine products, and more. The expo is going to be held on the 3rd, 4th, and 5th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. each day. General admission and parking are free. Yep, you heard that right. Uh, <laughs> the inaugural expo will welcome more than 100 vendors, uh, or vendors, and it's going to be in Expo Center 1, which is kind of on the backside of the ball of the arenas. Uh, so Expo Center 1 is where it's going to be held. It's also happening at the same time as the first FEI three-star show jumping competition that's being held that weekend. So you get to watch show jumping, you get to go spend lots of money, and you're also going to get to do a meetup that Saturday, which is the 4th. We are going to be holding a lunch meetup at the Italian restaurant by the Grand Prix Arena. So uh, we're going to get together around noontime. Uh, at there, we're going to all have lunch together and just do a meetup for listeners. All listeners are invited. Auditors are invited. Anybody that wants to come out and hang out with us is invited. And that's when we're going to be doing it. I will make more announcements, and I'll actually make a Facebook uh, meeting about it. So we'll make sure we announce that again. But that's going to be at the World Equestrian Center. Come on out and join us March 3rd through the 5th for the All for the Horses Expo. It's the first one they're doing, and let's hope it's successful and we can do many more. You can find all the details at worldequestriancenter.com. You had me at Italian food. Yeah, it's good. They have great salads there, actually. Well, our first guest today is somebody I'm very excited to have on. She has become now part of our new series we're doing this year on Badass Horsewomen. And that badass horsewoman is named Adrian Alvord, and she has been on American Ninja Warrior how many times, Adrian? Uh, three times now, and it's about to be my fourth time. You are badass. That's pretty <laughs> cool. And, yeah. You know, I asked Jamie at the beginning of the show, I said, if, if you were to guess what discipline that this rider comes from and has been on American Ninja Warrior, what would you say? And not she, dressage. She said not, not dressage. dressage. <laughs> Probably think I was like an inventor or something. That's it. Right? That's what she guessed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I said inventor yeah. or rodeo, not yeah. dressage. Well, well you, I actually used to be an inventor back when I was a kid. There so. you go. That's probably yeah. it. And, you know, we, I've seen a lot of – we watch the show, and I've seen a lot of cowboys on the show. You see cowboys all the time on the show. Or you must be the first and only dressage rider ever. I'm pretty – yeah, I'm pretty sure. And even when I had gone on the first time, I think I was one of the first horse trainers – and then the last time I was on, I think they had one other horse trainer, but I think she was like a Western rider. So I, I am probably the only dressage ninja, but it would be great if we got more. 
I love the term dressage ninja, though. You need ju- <laughs> you need shirts that say that. I know, right? <laughs> you do. Why is my next question? Yeah, that um, that's what everyone loves to ask is why why I did it. Um, so back in like 2014, 15, um, I got really into obstacle course racing. So you know, Spartan races and and tough mutters, and I was dating a not so great guy that ended really badly. And he used to tell me all the time that I couldn't do it. So just out of spite and out of trying to prove that I could do it for myself, I applied, like never thinking that I would get on. Um, and then sure enough, like out of the blue in February, I was on a horse and they called me like in the middle of my ride and told me I was on and I had like two weeks to get ready for it. Oh so it God. just, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, I, I remember applying like in December and not knowing how it worked and thinking like, well, I guess I didn't get on. And then I got the call and I went from being like super excited to then extremely nervous because I would think you'd have like months to get ready. Right. And I was like, oh, I've got two weeks to get ready for it. So it's definitely been a journey thus far. How do you apply? How do you get on the show? Like actually on the TV part? Time out. Before yeah. you get to that question, did you send him a text message <laughs> with like a bunch of middle fingers and all that? Um, I don't you know, I, I'm pretty sure he probably found out like through the grapevine. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, but you know, the worst, the nuts. Yeah. Yeah, Nothing to motivate you like an ass of a boyfriend. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) He told me I can do a bunch of things and I basically single-handedly proved him wrong on every single one. And telling me I can't do something is like the worst thing you can say to me because I'm like sure as heck going to go out and do it then. So (laughs) good for you. (laughs) Thank you. So how do you apply? How do you actually get on the show and on the TV? So you have to um, submit an application and it's normally due, it like opens in September and it's normally due like December or January. And the application, it's like 30 pages long. I mean, it literally, it asks you like every single little question you can think of about like your life, your history, your everything. And then you have to make a three minute video like explaining your story. Um, And then from that, they go and they pick a handful of people. And I know one of the years I applied, there were like 70,000 applicants and they take like four to 500. So yeah, I mean, I was just as shocked when they gave me a call that they, for what, I guess, you know, they liked the horse story, um, that they picked me. So, uh, I'm glad they did. So now you, you, you must, are you in the gym? Are you a gym rat? You're in the gym all the time? You know, not as much as I, as I used to be. So I used to, um, be really into obstacle course racing and actually what I'm the best at is I would do these 24 hour long races so you'd have like a five mile loop that you do 25 obstacles and you just do the loop as many times as you could and that's kind of what gave me like the background for the obstacles um but since you know life has happened and I've gotten hurt and I've gotten sick I've definitely backed off on the gym stuff and I do most of my stuff like at home or at the barn um and then a, a couple of days a week I drive like an hour out to work out with this trainer who does like, you know, strength and conditioning and balancing stuff. But most of it's on my own watch. I got a weird question. Has all of this training for American Ninja Warrior, which if anybody's, everybody's seen it once, right? Yeah. So you, see, you know, everybody's seen you go through the obstacles and everything. Has your training for that helped you in dressage at all? It may, yes, it is um, in so many ways. And, you know, it's not just physically that you're stronger and you're more balanced and, let me clarify, like, as far as strength, like, you get stronger so you can be quieter, right? Like, I think a lot of people see me ride and they're like, oh, you're just a better rider because you're stronger. I'm like, well, but you don't actually, you're not using the strength against the horse. You're using the strength so you can be, like, more precise and quieter 
um, and better communicating with the horse. So it's helped a lot with that, but also the mental side of it, right? Because I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves as riders, you know, thinking like, oh, we have to get it right. And, and that you kind of just get so much into that. This is like all we have. And so when you're doing something different, like the Ninja Warrior or the Tough Miter stuff, like it opens you up to a totally different world that all of a sudden your circles in the sandbox doesn't seem like such a big deal if you mess up. Mm. And it seems like there's a lot of camaraderie. I don't know if that's just for TV amongst the competitors. Is that just for TV or is there that camaraderie there? Uh, They are the nicest people. I mean, even just getting back into it now this year and like going and seeing like the next group of ninjas, you, you can't go there and not be inspired. I mean, they're so supportive, even though you're competing against one another, like everyone wants you to do like the best that you can. And it really is just you versus the course. It's, it's not so much like you feel like you're trying to compete with these other ninjas. I mean, they're just honestly the kindest people you've ever met. Competing with the course is bad enough. I mean, you don't need to you don't need to add that to it, right? Never gonna. So, which obstacle? That ladder one where you're doing it with the arms is that the one everybody dreads? Yeah, the salmon ladder. So, um, yes, but they don't normally have that until like the back end of the course. So that's one. Like the more you do the show, like the more you kind of figure out like what you need to work on. And so, yeah, the salmon ladder, like. It's very intimidating and the warped wall is very intimidating, but if you really like shouldn't focus so much on that because there's so many other things prior to that that you have to get through to get to the harder thing, right? So I've, that's something I've really learned about it is not obsessing over one obstacle and just working more on trying to like find different challenges and different unique things to kind of get like more diverse in it. So I'm ready for whatever random crazy thing they're going to throw my way. But I probably still won't be ready for it, but at least, you know, I, I think that I've prepared for it. Well, it's kind of like dressage training, right? you got to get yeah. those fundamentals down before no, you get to like the... No, it's like eventing, because you'll be freaking out about fence 15, and it's like, dude, you got to get through <laughs> one through 14 first. Yes, exactly, yeah, and, you, and you, you'll you worry so much about fence 15, but then it's like fence 2 that takes you out, you know? I yeah, mean, you, just, exactly. you, can't, you, you can't take anyone for granted. Like, even if you think it's easy, it, it's not going to be easy. So... So basically, you really are doing strength and balance training because you don't know what's coming. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to like really focus on this year um, is like my coordination and my timing, right? Like so much of it, they call it like a lache where you have to swing from like one obstacle to the next. So it's not just like grabbing and letting go, right? It's like, I'm using, sorry, my dog's outside barking. Let that's me, right. We like dogs. Let me, yeah. <laughs> or I'm at the barn and he, he hears me in here. So of course now he... Come on. Come in. All right. <laughs> what kind of dog? I have to ask now. <laughs> he is a Papillon toy poodle, but he thinks okay. that he's All right. Wait a minute. A Stop person. right there. That is, yeah. that is the last dog. dog I pictured you being with. <laughs> I, well, yes, but, you know, he's very ferocious. His name is Aries, like the god of war. So even though he's small, <laughs> he thinks he's very big. So. Oh, my God. I love you. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a good dog. Had he's a, a Rottweiler? No, he's a Papillon he's a poodle. He's a, he's, a pap, he's a Papillon toy poodle, yes. Everyone thinks he's like a Chihuahua mix. Okay, that's but, the funniest thing yeah. I've heard all day. Yeah. <laughs> I even uh, forgot what I asked. Um, um, yeah, it's something with the obstacles, I think. I, I, I would, yeah, something. <laughs> I have to ask you about dressage, though. At what level are you? Uh, have you ridden up to? Um, I have shown and trained through Grand Prix. Oh, and wow. so, I, yeah, so I've had two Grand Prix horses prior. Um, and then I just made my first Grand Prix horse. So just this year, like completely 
from scratch. So that was really exciting. He just did his first Grand Prix about three weeks ago. Oh, well, tell, him, tell us about him. Yeah, he's amazing. He's my everything. Um, I actually bought him from my mom who bought him to resell as a um, resale project, but he was a nut job and crazy. And that's why she got him for some crazy deal. And so his name is Selfie or Selfmade is his, his real name. We call him Selfie. Um, and I was supposed to help her to sell him. And then sure enough, I fell in love with him. And so basically we fought back and forth for a year for <laughs> how much I could buy him for. And finally I broke her down and, uh, I outwilled her and she let me buy him. So he, uh, it's been it's been a real journey. I've had him now for about I think going on four or five years. Uh and he was didn't have a change, was a complete basket case. Um and now he's yeah, he went to his first Grand Prix and he, he got a sixty-three and a sixty-two his first weekend out. So I just couldn't be happier with him. Good for you. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's and he's he's a comeback kid too. Like this horse, he almost killed himself last winter. Like we thought. He was done. He fractured his hawk on his way down to Wellington because we were supposed to go to Wellington for the winter. Um, and I decided, I was like, well, we're, obviously we're not going. Took all the horses back up and rehabbed them all winter. And then while he was rehabbing, you know, I'm a big believer on turnout. So I made him like an outside stall with corral gates. And in front of my eyes, like a month in, he rolled into the corral gates and got stuck. And then kept getting up and falling and getting up and falling got his fet the non-hurt leg the fetlock was caught between the gates and just like crushed his fetlock and i i thought he was i was like that's it like he broke his leg he's done by the grace of god the horse survived and and like he not only has come back but it's like now he's a grand prix horse so it's he just fun yeah he's so resilient and i mean he's stronger than me like in every way i swear well, wow. that is a really cool story. I mean, you, that that is a really neat story. I'm glad I asked about yeah. that because uh, yeah. what a neat story. Now, when do you – so what's next with American Ninja Warrior? So I've got about a month. Uh, as of now, I am competing on the 21st of March. Um, and then they're actually – this year's different. They're filming the two seasons back-to-back. So if I do well enough, I might actually go beyond season 16 and fly back again like a couple weeks later. So I guess it's just, <laughs> it's all dependent on how it goes. And where will you go for this? It's going to be in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because they used to do it in Vegas, right? Or is this one of the... Yeah. Uh... So the um, the national finals is still in Vegas okay. and that's in the summer. Um, but they used to do it that there was like five city qualifiers like throughout the country and you got sent to like whichever one was closest to you. And then from there you went on to the city finals and then the top whatever from that go on to the national finals so my my best season i actually made it to the city finals and then i just totally choked and you know just fell on an obstacle that i told them i wasn't worried about that i'd done the night before mm-hmm. so there you yeah, go you know it's, it's you, you you learn every time <laughs> well you do us a favor and come back after when you're allowed to talk about it again i know oh, there's a yeah. blackout period but um yeah i'd love to yeah we would love to hear how you did and follow your story yeah. that'd be terrific yeah that would be great yeah i'd love to do it all right and is best place for people to follow your adventures on your facebook page or do you have a website um, I would say my Facebook or my TikTok. Um, I've got, especially for the horse people out there, I, it's Adrian Alvord Dressage on TikTok, and I post a lot of fun stuff there. Um, but Facebook as well, if they want to follow the journey there. 
Adrian, thank you so much for joining us. This has been oh, fun. Thank you. You made my it day. It was fun. Uh, thank you. Mine too. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Adrian. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Appreciate Bye. it. Bye. Bye. I love her. She was great. <laughs> that middle part, I wrote down the timestamp of her quote that she did there. That was the that was the quote of the week. Um, which which one? The, the whole the whole training one right there in the middle. I I wrote that down because it was it was a good quote. But Adrian's a, a warrior for sure. Her fourth time doing this. Man, just... my triceps hurt listening to her talk about those <laughs> obstacles. And you know her attitude is what gets her through. I mean, she just has the right attitude for that. Awesome. Your horse has unique feed needs, and Purina has you covered. From breeding to senior horses, from performance horses to easy keepers and everything in between, Purina has an extensive portfolio of research-backed options for your horse. There's no shortcut for quality nutrition. Cheaper isn't cheaper if it doesn't work. But Purina's research to put Purina's research to the test, find optimal nutrition at any level at your local Purina retailer, or visit PurinaMills.com to learn more. That's PurinaMills.com. Dot com. And coming up next is somebody we haven't had on in a while. It's Monday. That means it's time for Horse Nation to stop by with some cleverly written horse stories. Or just some silly nonsense. Yes, that's right. Time to get Deanne on. We haven't had her on in a while. Usually we talk to her in the winter while she's sitting in her tack room by a space heater. And we'll see if that's the case today. Well, what's the uh, verdict, Deanne? Are you sitting in your tack room freezing to death? I am not, only because I'm running late today. (laughs) So I'm actually comfortably in my truck. But it's also, we're having a really weird February. Like, it's been, it was 70 degrees yesterday. And, you know, I'm in Pittsburgh. And today it's 50. So not freezing. Oh, that's the exact same weather we're having in Oklahoma. Which is weird, because February sucks. Right. Right. But, you know, just to keep life fun and make sure we want to, like, try to colic as many horses as possible, we're, you know, doing the fun 20-degree drop and, like, 30-degree temp swing randomly. Wow. We're on the Um, same weather alignment, I guess, because, yeah, Wednesday's supposed to suck. So, yeah, just, just, you know, keeping you colic aware. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Well, how have you been? We haven't talked to you in quite some time. What's going on with Deanne at Horse Nation and what's going on with Horse Nation? Um, well, things are good. My schedule has freed up as much as it ever frees up because my time working with my vet came to an end and it all ended on good terms. Like she retired. It was cool. But, um, but it means that I can breathe a little bit and, you know, my husband hates the horses slightly less these days. Um, <laughs> I need to get so, how'd you do that? Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's just that like my time with horses has gone down a little bit. <laughs> okay. So Deanna, I, I got to clarify something for the listeners. We did not fire you. Please let them know that we did not fire you. You were busy. No, they absolutely fired me. They told me they didn't <laughs> like me, didn't want me back, that I had to leave. I had to grovel to get this spot. I don't she I don't know what I'm Glenn. talking about. She sued me, yeah. That's I it. had to yes. sue him to, to get my, my 15 minute spot everybody back every once in a that, while. Everybody thinks that if a regular guest stops coming on, that we fired him. It's because they have a life. You know? <laughs> well, 
And you know, like everything in the horse world, and this is not this is not a slam at you, it's not a slam at horse nation or anything, but you know, like everything in the horse world, we all do this for so much money. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so you know, when other things come up, it's really hard to give up that extra cash. <laughs> I mean, it's just it just pours in. So it, yeah, you just, almost don't even know what to do with it. I know. I burn it for fun. The like, only thing we've really fed good. of Deanna's are ego. That's the only thing. <laughs> oh, no, well, hey. listeners, I was not fired. I was working three jobs and have three small children and a husband who occasionally likes to see me. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> so Horse Nation looks like it's going good. I mean, my gosh, you guys have the articles now in the middle and then on both sides, it's just advertisement. So the sponsorship seems to be going really well. So Horse Nation, I mean, I guess it's, they're making money. Yeah, it's. It, we're making some, yeah, not, I mean, you know, we always would love more partners. So if anybody is interested, feel free to contact me at Deanna at HorseNation.com. But, um, you know, yeah, we're doing all right. And one exciting thing we're getting ready to do, and I will not put a timeline on this, but I'm just going to throw it out there, is we are going to do a website redesign this year. Um, partially because I know for me, you know, who gets distracted by like shiny objects pretty easily, um, it's not always fun to get to a page and see all the banner ads. So we're going to try to rework it, make it all a little bit more organic. Um, and that's going to come probably sometime this spring. And the only reason I say it with the question mark is our sister site, Venting Nation, is also getting a redesign, but they're taking precedence because, you know, there, there are a few like big eventing events coming up here in the next couple months. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, no, I love going to your page because the first thing I see is KPP and the second thing I see is Monty Roberts. And I'm like, this is my this is my world. This is where I live. So these are my like, people. And, and KPP is awesome. You guys work with them as well, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not and only do we fabulous. work with them on the show, I work with them in my feed room every meal. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. That's awesome. Well, hey, what are the articles that you wrote? And um, it makes sense now knowing that you wrote it and you were working with your vet and um, you're attacking for your for your vet. It's six non-medical things you learned working for your equine vet. Now, I also was a vet tech. Does this include taking SMZs for a sinus infection or are you like going deeper than that? I, I said non-medical. Come on. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. Medical. All I can think of was all the horse drugs that, that I take now. I've taken. <laughs> oh, well, and I love that. Cause I would, my husband who's like notorious for sinus infections, I would be like, whatever, I'll bring you some antibiotics. Also note to everybody. I do not recommend taking your own horse medication. <laughs> please, please talk to your doctor, but I would bring it home. I, yeah. And he, me neither. And, that'd be, that'd be wrong. That'd be bad and don't wrong. Do and don't do that. <laughs> and, um, and I'd be like, here, take like whatever, 10 days of these or seven days of these twice a day. It's by weight, blah, blah, blah. And he'd be like, I don't know if this is safe. And I'm like, Jesus, it's Bactrim. Like, knock it off. It's the same <laughs> actual, I'm like, same thing. I'm like, you don't have a sulfur allergy. Move along. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yes. He never, he never trusted me. I was like, fine, go, go to the doctor. Oh, man. <laughs> My husband will do anything to avoid going to the doctor. So we're good on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about some non-medical things that you learned. Uh, go ahead yeah. and run through them. Well, and so I have like my very, like the list that I made on there that I'm not going to work it quite like that. Um, I'll give the kind of cliff noted version of it. So the first thing I think I have on there is that like 
it's amazing what some people will do for their horses. You know, like there, there are times where, where I would just be like, I don't know, man, I think, I think, and I would never say this to a client or whatever, but like talking to my boss afterwards, I'd be like, I don't know, man, I think, I think Flick, Flick has kind of seen better days. We might be done for here. And, you know, there are people who will move heaven and earth and it's absolutely like, it just renews your faith in human beings, right? Like what, what adaptations people will make for their animals and it, and it's awesome. Um, and then on the flip side, you have people who won't cross the road for their horses. And I were those, that I'm not like a sensitive person. I don't cry easily. I don't, you know, what I always say I have like anger and not anger. Or those are my two emotions. Um, <laughs> Anger but, and not anger. There's the there's anger and not anger. Those are those are those are the, that's the, my emotional range. But um, <laughs> it, this actually filters into the anger category. But you know, we would get to some of some people's places, and the absolute pain and torment they would let their animals deal with before they would call us was just. Mm-hmm. Like those times when you just, you walk away and you, you almost can't think straight because I don't know. I remember walking into the barn and just being like assaulted with the smell of infection and then being like, I don't know, it's been going on a couple of days. And you're like, what? <laughs> no, yeah, no, not it's true. It's simple. That um, means you did number three. And do me a favor, remind me which one was number three, because as I'm sitting in my truck. <laughs> I yeah, no. Well, number three was euthanasia is not the worst thing that can happen to a horse. And, and I, yeah. I sometimes think that. And again, it's easier when you're, you know, nobody can tell you to put your horse down. That's just rule right. number one. Nobody can tell you. But as a person, sometimes, and somebody told me this one time, that sometimes it's better to kick him out into the universe and let him come back and try again. Because... Whatever's yeah. happening yeah. here is not going to be a projected well, good life. Yes, yes. And I, I, I'm not, and let me be clear, I'm not the type to be like, oh my God, put down your horse. Mm-hmm. But death isn't the worst fate. You know, it just, so, some of those, some of those clients you go to and I, and I would leave and I'd be like, why are we? Why aren't we recommending this? Because you, because either, and there are a number of scenarios here. I don't want to put it all on, on the people responsible for the horse, but in some cases, like probably one of the only youths that I really ever cried at that wasn't my own was this halflinger who was so well-loved and just spoiled to death and was nuzzling me until she was sedated, you know, but she was horribly laminitic horribly laminitic and they did everything they could to manage it. Um, but you know, it's an issue with the breed. She was an older horse. These people, you know, they, they made the call when she was having more bad days than good days and, and good on them. Right. But like they fully recognize that now my horse is going to be in pain and she doesn't deserve that. So like in that sense, death isn't the worst thing. And in another sense, like you look at those clients in number two who refuse to feed their horses properly, refuse to care for them, refuse to get their feet trimmed. And it's like, this horse might be able to be rehabbed, but they're not giving up the animal. Euthanasia is kinder than sustaining life in this situation. (laughs) You know, it's interesting, Dan. I always say that uh, the animal, whether it's a dog or a horse or cat even, uh, they tell you when they're ready. It's just that we don't always hear it. Right. Right. And I think we do get very selfish about it sometimes. 
Yeah. Or we don't want to hear it is even a better way right. to put it. Yeah. Right. And right. in my own family, again, so my husband's definitely the nurturer, you know, <laughs> going back to I my emotional tell. range. <laughs> but, um, no anger. There you go. <laughs> yes. Guys, I'm going to stop you there because we cannot end this show on this. <laughs> okay. So, well, I'll stop. I'll stop there quickly and just say, just tell your vet your budget okay, because there we go. that will determine what they can do. <laughs> All right. We can't end the show on this, uh, on, on euthanasia. Oh, what do you have planned? Glenn? All right. So I'm going to switch gears entirely. What kind of dog do you have? Dan? Who are me? Yeah. I have a Lab St. Bernard mix and a very opinionated Corgi. Okay, so I found this article on the cleanest dogs to have in the house. These are the cleanest dogs. Any guesses on what breeds are the cleanest to have in your house? And neither of mine. And neither none of Jamie's. I can say that's right there, too. Um, I'm going to say, oh, like a medium-sized bully breed. Nope. So, Jamie, any guesses? You know, um, uh, one of my dogs is incredibly clean. And if there's a mud puddle, she will not go through it. She will walk around it. She wants nothing to do with it. And that's the Border Collie. The Basset Hound, he going to lay in it. <laughs> yeah, the Basset Hound is not, oh, not on this list. Oh, they have so much drool. <laughs> not on this list. All right. So, the top 10 are poodles are number one. And it's like because, real poodles. Real poodles, like full size, yeah. because they don't. They they says here they don't molt. Is that a word we actually use for not dropping hair on a dog? I I guess maybe if like it's a non-shedding do we <laughs> call it molting? By the way, cockapoo is number two. Labradoodle, that makes sense, right? Um mini all non-shedders. Sh- my least favorite dog breed of all dog breeds in the world, mini schnauzers. Why do you hate mini schnauzers? Why is that your least favorite? Oh, my parents had mini schnauzers, and they were awful. I hated those dogs. And if you have any complaints, write to Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com, because she hated those dogs, too. (laughs) uh, Bichon Frise, which is the little white fluffy dog. So basically, any tiny little fluffy non-shedder. And then the Mexican hairless dog, which... I could not own a hairless dog. Uh, uh, the Basenjis, which are kind of the cute look, looking almost. Uh, Aren't know. the Basenjis the one that don't bark? They like yodel. Yeah, yes. yeah, they're kind of. Uh, you, I don't know what to describe them like. But I think they yodel. I don't think they bark. Yes, and, you are correct. And then the next ones are greyhounds, Italian greyhounds, whippets. And whippets, so every kind of greyhound, so greyhound. Much. yeah, which, which <laughs> what we always had. And I got to tell you, they don't shed. There was very little hair around the house, and their hair's so short anyway. You know, it doesn't matter much. I mean, who wants a dog that's going to be like clean and not leaving hair everywhere? I mean, whatever. I, what do you even do if they don't drink out of their I water know, bowl right? and slobber water all over the place? How else do you mop your floor? I mean, seriously, like basset hounds, but they like to do is they like to dip their ears in the water while they're drinking and then just walk along and just, you know, I mean, it's awesome. They're so helpful. (laughs) And uh, so who was it earlier in the question of first world problems? Was it Kim that had the white leather seats in her brand new car? Yes. With the, and so those are, those are some. What kind of dog? Yeah, should I this get is for what she needs seats? right here. <laughs> Hello, this is my new car with the white leather seats and, and my Bichon Frise. I think it was a Tesla. I, so. I don't think like, but that's a horse person. I was going to say, how do you have white leather as that's a horse what we person? Said. <laughs> they were asking you guys, that's what we and said. that's like, what I said. I, my She's mind is blown. She's a dressage rider. They have okay. expectations. <laughs> 
I was leaving a school dance with my oldest last week and followed another family out and they were getting in their Tesla, which has white leather. Now, again, I don't think they're horse people, but I was like, my mind was blown because I was like, how do you have small children? Yeah, and white they're leather. spilling like, juice I don't, and all kinds of crap all over those leather but I, seats. I bet they're only allowed clear liquids and no food in that car. <laughs> no, that mother becomes a psycho. Like, <laughs> like, I have a friend, not a friend, I know uh, Lucas had a friend that they had these beautiful, huge windows at their back, and Lucas walks right up to the window, and she's like, and, like oh, licks it. the window! <laughs> and I was like, I wouldn't want to live like that. Like, who wants to live like that? Don't like psycho yelling at your children because you're afraid of cleaning your windows. I don't well, know. Like, I right, let's, big let's windows get real. Mess. If I'm going to go psycho and yell at my children, which I do fairly regularly, it's going to be like when they're trying to murder each other. Uh, or <laughs> you. I, mean, I, I have multiple children, to be clear. So, like, I mean, um, I can still take them. <laughs> I grew up with three brothers. I know exactly that family. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was part of that There's, family. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dan, do you have to run? Uh, no, I'm good. Can you hold on for the post show and help us uh, I, write a rom com for Jamie? Uh, I can. Oh, yeah, she's dreading this because I, I, I didn't tell her anything about it. But it would be so much more fun if you helped us. Yeah. So, all right, good. Well, everybody, thank you so much. Where can people find us? HorseNation.com, right? Yes. Well, you can find uh, Deanne, and of course, Eventing Nation is uh, one of the other nations over there where you can find all of your eventing information. And of course, we have we have a couple big shows coming up in the eventing world uh, in, in, over the next couple of months. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Jamie, where can people find you? You can find me. Um, my Facebook with all the training stuff is Flyover Farm Jamie Jennings, Certified Monty Roberts Instructor. And of course, you Just can find... Search- you can find all the past episodes of Horses in the Morning at horsesinthemorning.com. All 3,100 of them. That's it for today. Hang on, auditors. We're going to do a post show and have some fun. Spay, neuter, and geld. <laughs> <laughs>